Look, Bumble knows you're exhausted by dating. All the, must not take yourself too seriously, and 6-1 since that matters, and what do I even say other than, hey? <sighs> well, that's why they're introducing an all-new Bumble, with exciting features to make compatibility easier, starting the chat better, and dating safer. They've changed, so you don't have to. Download the new Bumble now. Here comes Bosco's Boys, here comes Bosco's Boys, right down Bosco's Boys Lane. Santa Claus, Scott, and all the boneheads on Willie's crazy train. Chauncey's chewing on the mistletoe, oh, what a beautiful noise. Grab a brew and talk KSU, cause here comes Bosco's Boys. Boom, the boys are back, and it is time for the third installment of the Top 10 Countdown series, and I believe this one will be coming to you guys on Boxing Day on December 26th. Uh, honestly, I, I so I, I listen, as a lot of you guys know, I, I love Christmas, I love podcasts. There's a podcast series that I, I've listened to, I just found it this year, listened to the entire back catalog. Uh, starting back in August and kept with the up-to-date ones and, and it's called Christmas Past and uh, they had an episode their final regular episode of the year for this Christmas season was the history of Boxing Day and uh, I like to think that America uh, and Americans do almost everything better than the Brits um, and the the one thing that I've kind of come to and um, they've kind of, not kind of, they have taken Black Friday. Because, you know, I don't know if Great Britain has a Thanksgiving. Um, but they've kind of taken Black Friday and, and made it theirs. They, they've turned it into their own shopping holiday, all that type of stuff. Which is really uh, what it landed on here. But, but another big part of Black Friday is all the sporting events. You, got, you know, college football and college basketball predominantly. And now the NFL is trying to get in on it. Um, so, so it's evolved and boxing day, uh, again, um, it's a, it's an official holiday over in great Britain. Um, it's not here. I mean, technically, you know, a lot of places you got to use PTO to take the 26th off. First off, I, I think we need to change that here in America. I think, uh, we need to change and, and make that an official federal holiday, um, and, and there's other stuff in the origins of Boxing Day, kind of go back to charity. The, that's where the, uh, you know, the servants and the working class that supported the nobility and all that type of stuff. When they celebrated Christmas, they'd get boxes from their employers and take it home. But now it's kind of really turned into a day of just kind of celebration. And really over there, it's, it's watching uh, soccer or football as they call it, the Premier League, and it just is one of the biggest days on the sports calendar. And, and I've been thinking that this is where college football needs to step up and make Boxing Day a bigger thing. I think that, especially with this evolution with the playoffs, I think that we should have and, and build it up and, and have all the best 
non-playoff bowl games or maybe the FCS championship game. I think college football on days where December 26th doesn't line up on a Sunday or Monday or whatever and stay out of the way of the NFL, I think you need to have bowl games just chock full on Boxing Day. I think you need to have big matchups, maybe like I said, the FCS National Championship uh, maybe, I mean, heck, maybe you get college basketball involved. I don't know. But I think that America needs to find a way to outdo Great Britain when it comes to Boxing Day and having sporting events. Um, let me know your thoughts. Um, I don't know. This might That might have been the stupidest thing. I mean, we already have bowl games. I don't know. I just think we need to celebrate. I think we need to just kick Britain's ass like it's 1976 and find a way to make Boxing Day in America even better than it is over in Great Britain. That was really my takeaway. Um, so, all right, like I said, this is going to be on Boxing Day. This is going to be on the 26th. This is going to be the top 10 what-ifs of 2023 plus five predictions for 2024. Before we get into it, something that's never a what-if, and that is Manhattan Brewing Company. You never have to guess about the quality. You never have to guess about the taste. You never have to guess about the quality of staff in the tap room. The only thing you might have to question is, does your local liquor store have it? If they don't, if you live in Kansas, be polite. Tell them you want some four-packs. But, folks, it's the best beer in the state of Kansas. It's some of the most creative beer in the state of Kansas. It's delicious. It's fresh. It's crisp. It's refreshing. It is everything you could ever want in beer. Are you not a craft beer drinker? That's fine. They have cocktails in their tap room as well. Are you just getting into it? Start with their lager or their wheat. I love the towny wheat. If you want to get a little festive, boom. They got all sorts of stuff. You like your IPAs, Hophead? Boom, they got it. You like some multi stuff? Boom, they got it. You like it strong? Boom, they got it. You like it like a sessionable beer? You want to be able to crush 12 of them and not feel like you're going to die? Hey, they got that too. Anything you could want, they have at Manhattan Brewing Company. Again, they are a spot where it doesn't matter your taste, doesn't matter your level of craft beer enthusiasm. They got you taken care of over at Manhattan Brewing Company. I love them they love me, I think, uh, and, and I love you guys. So please check out Manhattan Brewing Company the next time you're in Manhattan. Again, we got, uh, what, K-State basketball, men's basketballs back on the 2nd, I believe. Um, not sure when the women are back playing. Um, again, it's weird because I'm pre-recording these episodes. Um, but, yeah, check out Manhattan Brewing Company every time you're in Manhattan. All right, like I said, we have 10... Um, what ifs, um, I'll explain them as they, as we go along. It's pretty easy. Um, as always with the top tens, please, uh, please participate. If you want go back and listen, um, I've already done the top, top 10 games of 2023, top 10 players of 2023. Uh, and then on new year's day, I will have the top 10 storylines or stories of 2023. Um, so I'm going to get started. I'm going to get started at 10. I'm going to work my way up to 1. Uh, we got a handful of um, honorable mentions that I'll fit in after around 3. I'll talk about them. Um, again, these are kind of evergreen type of ep- episodes uh, that I pre-recorded. So if anything too crazy happens, you won't listen to this. Um, I'll scrap it if I need to. Um, but otherwise, sit back, relax, and we're going to do a top 10 countdown like just about everyone else has this year. All right, number 10, and, and this is again a little bit of a stretch. I've stretched some of them, but uh, what if 
Aoka Lee could have played last season. Um, so a, a lot of different ways to go with this. Obviously, uh, they make the tournament, but does she come back this year? If she does, I don't know. I, I don't know that. But uh, again, they were on the bubble. It wasn't like right on the razor's edge, like the Bat Cats or like K State volleyball this year. Um, but I think they make it into the tournament, and, and they could be making noise. Um, if that was the case and she came back, I think this team is preseason ranked in the top 15. I think they're probably currently ranked like in the top five. Again, I know folks get annoyed with preseason polls because really until you get to the meat of the season, it is so much based on preseason expectations and not what you actually do on the field or court. Um, and I know I'm frustrated. There's there's no world, there's no scenario in which Iowa should be ranked in front of K-State. Um, at least by as many spots as they are. Um, if you want to give them a spot or two, fine. Ten spots, that's insane. Um, but yeah, it would have been interesting to see um, how Aoka Lee would have played you know, with the squad last year. And then uh, would they have been able to hit the ground running even faster uh, in, in 2023? Now, it, it's, hard, it's hard to think they could have done that because, I mean, they've been nails. They've been explosive. They've been blowing out the bad teams. They've been beating the good teams. Um, so, so I, I don't, it's hard to imagine them being much better, but, but it is something where, okay, could they have made a little bit of noise in the NCAA tournament? Could they have made a little bit of noise in the big 12 race last year? Uh, so number 10 is, uh, what if Aoka Lee would have been able to play last year? Um, already kind of referenced it, uh, but what if K-State baseball beats TCU in the big 12 semifinals? So first off, they do that, all of a sudden they're playing for a Big 12 championship. They're playing down in Arlington. That They might win a Big 12 tournament title, something that I don't think K-State baseball ever has done. So they have the opportunity to play for that. Um, but really, they, once again, it seems like you know for the second time in the Pete Hughes era, um, they are like the first team left out. Uh, so one more quality win uh, against a team like TCU, um, avenging a loss from earlier in the Big 12 tournament, um, I think they get into the NCAA tournament. Again, I'm not going to pretend like I'm some baseball expert because I'm not. I, I, I am not a college baseball expert by any means. I'm not a baseball expert by any means. I don't anticipate them making a ton of noise. I, I would imagine maybe they get one game in the regional uh, but they go one and two. I don't see them making a run to the super regional. But again, when you have uh, one of the best pitchers, you know, one of the best bullpen, one of the best closer guys in all of college baseball, you had a couple other pieces. I mean, anything can happen in the game of baseball. I mean, I that, that's why you play so many games is because the whole idea is, hey, over 162 in the pros or like 60 some whatever it is in college baseball, things work themselves out. You get to the tournament, you get to the regional, anything can happen. So like I said, I don't think they make too much of a run. Um, but if they beat TCU, the, the what if, if they beat TCU in those that semifinal, I think they're in the NCAA tournament for the first time in the Hughes era at K-State. Um, the next one, and honestly might even be something that should have been higher. What if the Big 12 doesn't change their football tiebreakers um, after the season already started. So, um, by the time the game kicked off, um, you know, the, the Farmageddon game in that snow, um, we knew there was no way for K-State to make the Big 12 championship game. But if they wouldn't have changed the rules, if the rules would have gone off as agreed upon, um, as stated, 
uh, K-State beats Iowa State, they would have made the or the, the Big 12 championship game and played Texas. Um, so are they able to stay dialed in? Are they able to stay focused? Does that extra motivation uh, to get back to Arlington for the second straight year, does that allow K-State to uh, beat Iowa State? in Again, one possession game in that snow. Is that enough uh, edge that allows you to uh, go that extra 3% that it would have taken to make some of those tackles um, to, to, to score an extra touchdown or two. How does that change things? Um, I'd like to think that that extra motivation changes things. Um, it's hard. Football is such a tough game. If you're, if you are not mentally bought in, um, <laughs> I mean, you, you see what happens. You saw it with a couple of those players, and some of those players aren't aren't with K State anymore. So, um, how does that change that game? Um, you know, that, that that's my big what if. Because um, again, everything ended up working out uh, the way we would have needed it to with the old tiebreaker rules, except for beating Iowa State. So um, that sucks, um, and probably should have been higher, um, but it is what it is. Um, the next one, and, and this would have—I mean, this would have again also solved everything. Um, but what if special teams would have been perfect versus Texas um, down in Texas for football? Um, again, like a miscommunication on the snap hold situation, uh, a missed chip shot field goal. Again, if those things go different, um, does K State win in regulation? Again, it's butterfly effect. It's not something that happened. You know, right at the end of regulation, and uh, it would have been an easy little thing. Oh, hey, you would have won. Uh, but I would have liked to see how the game plays out. Are, are you able to get stops um, late in the game if you have those extra points? Um, are you uh, driving and, and do you set yourself up for a game-winning field goal instead of one that's going to overtime? Do, do, is that a uh, win in regulation? Do you demoralize Texas? Do those you know special teams miscues uh, give them the motivation that they need to bounce back after they completely lost the lead? Um, are you Big Twelve champions? <laughs> you know it's 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 a dangerous what if game, um, and that really haunts me. That game still really hurts. It hurts me bad. Um, but something that doesn't hurt me bad is Charlie Hustle. Shout out to my guys at and girls at Charlie Hustle, putting out some of the greatest officially licensed K-State gear there is. Folks, it is crew next season. I'm wearing one right now. I truly am not going to take off my Charlie Hustle crew necks uh, from now really until May. Maybe into May. I mean, hell, I was wearing them into June this year. I love the Charlie Hustle crewnecks, whether it's the K-State stuff, whether it's you know just the plain Kansas City varsity wordmark across the chest, the iconic Kansas City heart, the Arrowhead collection, the Sporting Club collection, the Crown Town collection. Folks, I have them all. So check out charliehustle.com. Get yourself a crewneck. Keep you warm and stylish through the entire winter here in the Midwest or wherever you may be. Go to charliehustle.com, vintage made fresh. The next one is, um, I mean, the, the next one's a little sensi- sensitive. Um, it's what if Tomlin would have got would not have gotten in two separate uh, different incidents. Now, um, I know folks are going to say, well, Scott, what about what if President Linton didn't kick him off the team? 
you got to remember that uh, Naquan Tomlin was suspended by Jerome Tang and the basketball staff uh, for two separate incidents. There was something uh, in between the summer and fall that kept him away from the team for about a month. And even uh, before the decision to have Tomlin leave the team um, by President Linton, Jerome Tang had him suspended uh, for the first month or so um, before things got taken care of uh, in the courts uh, and, and everything was done legally. Um, so what would have happened? What what would the vibes around the team be like uh, if that didn't happen? Again, um, is the record any different? I don't know. Um I don't know if he makes up a big enough difference what we saw versus USC that night. Um, maybe versus Miami. Um, maybe versus Nebraska. He's able to get to the bucket, make some plays. So, so maybe the record's different. But I'd be feeling different going into Big 12 play. Um, recording this before the Wichita State game, so doing a lot of time traveling here. Um but I, I mean, I, I'm on the fence. Like, I, I think we're going to be a bubble team. I, I, I think it's going to be uncomfortable all the way up to Selection Sunday. I think Jerome Tang and this team does get into the NCAA tournament, but I think it's going to be tight. I think it's going to be a bubble. Uh, but if we had Naquan, uh, and again, if he wasn't suspended uh, two separate times, so if he's able to be with the team, practicing with the team, improving with the team, um, I think that uh, this is a no doubt NCAA team. Um, probably not a two or three seed, but I mean, I'd be saying like, hey, six or seven seed, no doubt, uh, like nine seed at the worst, but not sweating on Selection Sunday. Um, I think we will be uh, sweating on Selection Sunday. I think it is going to come down to the wire. Um, But again, if if he didn't have two separate incidents, uh, it's hard not to wonder what could have been. Next one, number five, um, and it is, what if Deuce Vaughn would have come back? Now, I, I don't think, I, I think he made the correct decision. Um, I know some K-State fans are kind of looking and be like, wow, he, he, he isn't even in the active roster some days um, with the Cowboys on game days. Um, he hasn't had a lot of playing time. He should have come back. Well, I, I don't think that's necessarily true. I, I don't think there's anything that Deuce Vaughn could have done this year that would have uh, changed NFL scouts' opinions. Um, you know, his size and the, the lack of, you know, role for him in a lot of different NFL systems, that wasn't going to change him coming back another year. I think personally, professionally, I think Deuce Vaughn made the correct decision. Again, so much of things with the NFL is being able to be on that active roster and, and get your service time so you can hit the tenured. Uh, limits so you can uh, be part of the lifetime NFL PA agreement when it comes to health insurance, when it comes to uh, you know being paid out uh, pension plan and stuff from the NFL. Uh, and for running back, such a short, short life, short, short, short shelf life, um, Deuce needed to get that clock going as quick as he could. So I, I'm not holding it against him. This is not, this is not me. Um, this is not me saying anything um, negative about Deuce Vaughn. I think he made the right decision for himself. But if he comes back, when when you have um, all these games in one score games, when you have that Missouri game where 
uh, it's a one-score game. You have the Oklahoma State game where it's a one-score game. Uh, You have the Iowa State game, one-score game. Texas game, one-score game. We saw Deuce Vaughn become a safety valve. We saw him, whether it's in the running game, being able to take a draw uh, 50 yards for a touchdown, whether it's being able to take a dump off and instead of 15 yards, taking it 80 yards. Uh, Deuce Vaughn, one of, if not the greatest running backs to ever do it at K-State. A two-time consensus All-American. Always as a... uh, all-purpose player, not as a running back, but as an all-purpose player. But, I mean, who gives a shit? Um, he, he just absolutely electric. Um, and that could have been the difference. You know, you kind of think about that Missouri game late in the game. You're, you're kind of struggling to score points late. Just one dump off. Uh, being able to send it to Deuce Vaughn, things change. Um, forcing safeties and cornerbacks to... Match up with Deuce Vaughn instead of linebackers. Again, DJ Giddens had a big time year. A, a big time year. Um, but he was still being, you know, you know, taken care of by linebackers. You know, he, fast guy, not taking anything away from him. But Deuce Vaughn commanded the entire attention of defenses. Um, so if he would have come back, I, I think that might have been the difference in at least a couple of those games. And we could have been looking at another trip to Arlington and maybe a 10-2 regular season. Um, again, I think he made the right decision for himself. Uh, but if he would have decided to come back, then uh, who knows Who knows what might have happened um, this season. So th- that is my number five, what if. All right, and then we got number four, and then we will get to... Um, the honorable mentions for the what ifs. So number four is what if Case Aitman's basketball didn't shit the bed back-to-back road games against the bottom two teams in the conference at Texas Tech at Oklahoma in February? Um, I was so frustrated. I was I was so incredibly frustrated. So the first thing that would have happened, you know, if that what if goes the other way, is I wouldn't have you know melted down. Um, cause I was pissed off. Um, but, but folks kind of like might've forgot because of how the end of the season went. Uh, but K-State only missed out sharing the big 12, uh, by two games. So even if you say everything else plays out the exact same way, you beat the number, what, what was it last year? Number 10 and nine, nine and 10. Cause we still had 10. God, I missed double round Robin. Uh, but you beat both those teams and everything else plays out the same, then you have a share of the Big 12 title. Uh, even if you split those games, if you're playing down in West Virginia with a shot to share the Big 12 title on the final game of the season, uh, do you blow that road game as well? Um, again, I, I know some folks are like, well, you know, if that happens, how can you be sure KU and Texas... You know, that plays out the same. Look, I don't. I don't. But you lost to two bad teams, the two worst teams in the Big 12. Now, the two worst teams in the Big 12, that is all relative. Um, Because last year's Big 12 was the single best collection of uh, basketball teams um, that college basketball has ever seen. That was the single greatest conference in the history of college basketball. Uh, top to bottom. It was just nutty. Um, so again, does it all play out the same way? I don't know. Um, 
But back-to-back games, the two worst teams I know. Winning on the road is tough. Uh, But I still kind of think back and think, all right, you know, what if you would have won those games? Could, Could you have... You know, put up another Big 12 title banner. Could you have cut down some nets? Again, I don't think, uh, you know, the NCAA tournament changes, but you win those two games, maybe uh, you get a, a two seed. Maybe you're playing closer to home versus out east. And that might be a bad thing. <laughs> I mean, that, 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 that might be a bad thing. But um, I do wonder, you don't blow those games. Um, had no business losing to either of those teams. Uh, two very frustrating games. Uh, could you have brought home another Big 12 trophy uh, to the trophy case? Uh, so that is my number four. Um, a couple honorable mentions. Um, what if it didn't snow like crazy for farm again? Um, I think if it's just like a 40-degree game, it's cold. Um, no snow, no rain. I think we beat Iowa State. Um, I think we beat them by 14. Um, I, I think the snow just kind of allowed... Uh, bad stuff to compound, um, especially on defense. So I, I, I do think we beat uh, Mizzou for that one. Um, what if Will Howard didn't get banged up, you know, in, in that Missouri game? It, it was quite obvious throughout the second half uh, he was just banged up. It, it, I, I don't think we ever got clarity on what the uh, uh, injury, and it wasn't an injury, he didn't miss any time, but like what the ailment was outside of lower body. Um are we able to pick up a couple first downs? Um, are we able to uh, score the ball? Are we able to win that game in regulation? Do we get it to overtime? Um, I, I, I think if, if he doesn't sustain whatever injury or whatever ailment that he had in that second half, I, I do think we beat Missouri. Um, what if K-State men's basketball doesn't melt down versus Texas at home? I, again, uh, you, you know, you want to play out the butterfly effect, Um with, with men's basketball, that was just a, a collapse at home, and that's another win. Uh, does that get you back in the uh, Big 12 race? That gives you something to play for at West Virginia. Um, so do, do you bring home a, a, another Big 12 title? Because, again, um, up until the Nebraska game, which, oh, man, I'm not going to melt down about it again. Um you know, you, I mean, that's the only home loss that you had. So uh, if you don't melt down that second half, just a collapse, uh, what could have been? And then, uh, again, fresh on the mind. What if men's basketball didn't play like absolute shit versus Nebraska uh, again in the second half? Again, very fresh on the mind. Um, honestly, nothing else changes. I just wouldn't currently be pissed. Um, I probably wouldn't. I probably would be a little bit more bullish on, on what the postseason will look like for the men's basketball team. But um, that, that bugs me. That bugs me a lot. Um, number three, what if K-State Volleyball would have uh, got a split with KU and Lawrence? Again, I, I believe KU was in and out of the rankings. K-State was so close to the NCAA tournament. Does one more quality win get you into the NCAA tournament? And the reason why that is a lot higher than that uh, the baseball team, which again was right on the razor wire of making the tournament, because the volleyball team had proven they could beat anybody uh, in the nation. Now, they did it all at home, but I guarantee the way K-State was playing, Nebraska didn't want to see K-State pop up uh, you know, in their region. I, I guarantee Texas wouldn't have wanted to play us in the NCAA tournament. Those are the teams that were in the, NCAA, that, that were in the championship game. Texas beating Nebraska. So, um, 
I, you know, that one more win, and I, I chose KU. It could have been a, a million different games. Um, but but if one goes just differently, if K-State volleyball gets in the tournament, I think they're winning a game. I think they're pulling off some upsets. Um, so th- that's number three. Number two, um, what if Will Howard didn't go completely brain dead uh, against Oklahoma State? Um, I mean, I mean um, he's not on the team. And this is not me, like, trying to shit on Will Howard. I mean... I'm about to, but I, I'm not. I don't like doing this. It, it was a horrible game. It was a disgusting game. It was the worst game of Will Howard's career, and he played some absolute shitty games as an underclassman. Um, and yes, he he tried to come back and make plays later in the game, but those interceptions, that pick six before the half, the turn, just letting the snap go over his head. You know, to start the second half, it, it, it truly was like Will Howard was playing with half a brain or no brain at all. It, it was a disgusting game. And, and what happens if he doesn't? Because, again, we, we saw Oklahoma State, like, the, I think they were similar to K-State. They, they, they were a good, not great team. And I think if K-State plays their B-plus game, even in Stillwater, um, we win that game and then that changes the entire trajectory of the season. Uh, K-State could have been back in Arlington. Butterfly effect, you know, does that game give you that confidence, give you that swagger that you're able to close things out at Texas or not build that big of a deficit and still be able to get back in the game and win it? Um, does having something to play for uh, in the snow versus Iowa State, does that change things? I just... Uh, again, I, Will Howard did not have a perfect season, but he had a pretty dang good season. He was second team All Big Twelve, but that game, that performance in Stillwater, just is an all time puzzling game uh, where Will literally was acting like I, I mean, he, it's like he reverted back to being a high schooler the way he played that game. It was disgusting. Um, and the number one, what if um in twenty twenty three is what if K State could have grabbed a damn rebound versus Florida Atlantic. Um, do, do we make it to the championship game, uh, to play UConn? I don't know. I think, yes, I, I think we would have, I think we would have beat San Diego state. I believe that's how it would have played out. I think K-State would have been in the national championship game. I don't think anyone was beating UConn though. Um, but I mean, just grab a fucking rebound. Just grab a fucking rebound. Um, not saying the F word in 2024, we're, at least we're going to try. Oh my God! Just grab a damn rebound. Ugh! Of all the elite eight, well, I mean, all of them. The three elite eight losses in my lifetime. I think that one hurts the worst. Um, obviously, you know, for for people a little bit older than me, I uh, would have been alive for '88. People a lot older than me remembering '88. I'm sure that was horrible. Oh my God! I can't imagine how bad that would be. But that game just. Oh, just sucks. Absolutely sucks. They still can't grab rebounds. Um, but man, just grab a fucking rebound. Sucks. All right, we're gonna get to the top five predictions I have for twenty twenty four. Um, and yeah, that is what we're gonna do. Top five for twenty twenty four. Five predictions. My first one is. 
obviously, this is like a twofer. Um, I don't think Jerome Tang's going anywhere, and I think Jerome Tang will land what is widely to be considered one of the best wings or stretch fours in the transfer portal this summer. And that player, whoever it is, will be named the Big 12 Preseason Player of the Year. Uh, my next prediction, I'm <clears throat> going back and forth, but I'm going positive vibes. Cooper Beebe is a first-round draft pick, uh, picked in the late parts of the first round, first interior offensive lineman um, taken in the NFL draft. The next one, Avery Johnson will get all-conference honors next year. A little bit of a cop-out, I'm going to say at least uh, honorable mention, um, but he will he will receive all conference honors next year, postseason honors. Uh, the second one, K State football will make the first version of the college football playoff as the ten seed after going ten and three, losing to Utah in the Big Twelve title game. Will absolutely hate losing to them. Um, that's my prediction. That's my prediction. Uh, ten and three, losing to Utah. In the Big 12 title game. And then the final prediction. So I already said K-State football is going to make the uh, NCAA tournament. Uh, And and the final prediction is K-State women's basketball will make the tournament as a top four seed. Or a top, yeah, a a four seed or better. Meaning they host tournament games in Bramlage. K-State baseball and K-State volleyball break their little drought and make it to the NCAA tournament, and so does K-State men's basketball. Jerome Tang goes two for two in his first two years, uh, getting K-State basketball to the NCAA tournament. Um, So yeah, that is this countdown. So the top ten what-ifs. What if uh, Aoka Lee could have played uh, last season, last conference season? Uh, What if K-State baseball would have beat TCU in the baseball semi? What if the Big 12 didn't change their tiebreaker rules in football? What if special teams was perfect versus Texas? What if Tomlin didn't get into two separate incidences? What if Deuce Vaughn would have come back? What if K-State men's basketball didn't shit the bed back-to-back versus, or at not versus, at Texas Tech and at Oklahoma? What if K-State volleyball would have split with KU? What if Will Howard didn't go brain dead versus Oklahoma State? And what if we could have grabbed some damn rebounds versus Florida Atlantic? And again, my five predictions for 2024. Jerome Tang comes back and lands what is widely to be considered the best wing or stretch four in the portal. That guy is named preseason Big 12 Newcomer of the Year. Cooper Beebe, first round draft pick. Avery Johnson will be named all an all-conference uh, quarterback. K-State football makes the first version of the playoff as an at-large team. And then K-State women's basketball is hosting tournament games. K-State men's basketball, baseball, and volleyball also make the NCAA tournaments. Let me know your biggest what-ifs. Give me some of your predictions for 2024. Uh, but that's all we have. I hope everyone had a great Christmas. Hope everyone has a great Boxing Day as you're listening to this. At least I think this is going to drop on Boxing Day. Um, so yeah, that's all we have. Uh, I won't I won't do Christmas music at the end of this. Um, I do think I did it last year. I think I'm gonna I think I'm gonna do uh, the Christmas intro all the way through the 12 days of Christmas. Um, but yeah, that's all we have, folks. Um, hope you're having a great day. Um, yeah. That's really all I have. For Chauncey, the best dog in the world, my name's Scott McFarland. I hope you have a great boxing day. We love you guys, and go Cats. It's time to get set, 
for the cat attack. You can feel it coming on for Kansas State. The feeling's growing strong. You can join in the action. This is where you wanna be with Kansas State. Come on, set your spirit free. Kansas State, our pride is with the cats. Kansas State, come on, join the cat attack. Kansas State, excitement's in the air. Podcast Network.